I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after chapter after chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead. Wake up in the coroner's bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain all the blood that was stored in his head All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD. Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? You are at your best friend's wedding. Just an hour before the ceremony is to start. Earlier that day, you came across definitive proof that your best friend's spouse-to-be is having an affair with the best man. And you catch them sneaking out of a room together, looking disheveled. Now, if you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined. Their life will be devastated. But if you don't, they marry a cheater. What do you do? Okay. First off, this is my best friend. I'm his best friend. I'm not the best man. Wow. At the wedding. Okay. Okay. I'm taking that into Maybe consideration. Maybe it's her brother. All right. Go on. So, just answer the question. Oh, I tell him. Best friend, man. I'm going to tell you. You'll him. devastate their lives. I'm going to devastate their lives to let them know that their wife Not is let a them cheater. kind of come across it and just get out of it on their own. And there's a chance that they may hate you forever because you're the one that devastated their lives by bringing it up. You know, that doesn't make sense, but there's people who act and think that way. I know there are people that will not understand it or see it that way, but in the common good of what is expected, honest and out of a true friendship, I'm not going to let that lie or that uh, cheater be. Okay. I'm not so okay for you, that. for you, for you, what's important is living up to the, the unwritten rule, right? The unwritten law that you should always be honest with your friend. You're going to let them know what's happening no matter what. Honesty, honesty to an, I mean, obviously there are those certain lies that you let slip. This is one oh, of no, those. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is not. My, okay. No, yeah. No, really, this is one of those ones that, uh-uh, you don't okay. let this go. This is because for you doing the right thing is what's important. Yeah. Like this is the right thing. Yes. He should okay. know this. Ready? Okay, how you gonna how how you throw you, this, this twisted amendment on it? You are an eyewitness to a crime. A man has robbed a bank, but instead of keeping the money for himself, he donates it to a poor orphanage that can now afford to feed, clothe, and care for its children. You know who committed the crime. If you go to the authorities with the information, there's a good chance that the money will be returned to the bank, leaving a lot of kids in need. What do you do? Banks insured with the money. That's was not what we're saying. We're saying, saying no, that okay, you know so the person who committed a crime. Committed the crime to help. Remember an what we're just saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you know somebody who committed a crime. Yes. Are you turning them in? On this instance, no. This <gasps> is going to the orphanage. So Man, for, you, for you, for you, this is the for right the orphanage. Thing isn't important. 
You the don't right know that. Is, you don't know that the money's going to go back to the bank. You don't know that. You don't know that for sure. There's a good chance it'll happen, but you don't know for sure. The bank might be like, you know what? We're going to let them take it. We don't want to look bad and take money from an orphanage. You don't yeah, know no. this for sure. But so you're going to do the wrong thing here. You're going to say, I'm going to go against what the law says. And Man, these I'm are not two very the di- right these are two thing. very different scaled scenarios because Just like, asking. I know how well do I know the bank robber? Because that can factor in. Like if this is a friend that I'm like, listen, I, I was involved in on this heist. And the whole goal was to get the money to the orphanage. I mean, at face value of what you're just telling me, it's 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 hard to say turn them in because the money's going to the orphanage and it's good. Now, find out the orphanage is a front for like a trafficking operation. No, well, you're adding all these things. I'm just asking, I'm, do you turn your friend in? Yes or no? No. You're still going to say no. Okay, so yeah. so on the first hand, you oh. are willing to involve yourself in in gossip so that you can feel good about not feeling guilty when you know something, right? However, on the other side of it, you are not willing to uphold the letter of the law because it's the right thing to do. <sighs> You decided to let the children have it. I have one more for you. I, I, I know. I, I, it's going to be. <laughs> where's it going with this one now? You ready? Yeah. You are an EMT on the scene of a car crash that involves your spouse and the lover you didn't know she had. They are both gravely injured. However, your spouse's injuries are the worst. You can tell she's going to die. Meanwhile, Her lover has a neck wound that will prove fatal if pressure isn't applied. Who do you choose to work on? She's going to die. He can live. I'm the one that has to save him. I'm an EMT. I'm saving him. Why? That's how that job is. So it's the right thing to do. That's you. But you're not doing the right thing and turning your friend in when he breaks the law. That's sweet, dude. That's not a big deal because I got a lot of shit. I'm about to tell you that I did. (laughs) And if you're not going to turn me in, I have no problem telling you. Yeah, I guess. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. I'm we just can't. Chavez and he likes to interrupt every time. Anthony Mullen. What's up, everybody? What's They're going used on, to guys? it. They're used to you interrupting me every time. So basically, anybody who listens to the show for the first time will always hear my name is Just Can't Stop. <laughs> just They're can't not gonna stop ever Chris know my Chavez. name, except for the title of the show. <laughs> like, who's this Chris dude? Is he involved somehow? What's this guy's name, by the way? Who's talking? We. I mean, I didn't really no, dude, like what seriously you have to answer for this. Okay. Why, why are you not choosing the right thing to do when somebody, when one of your friends commits a crime? It's, it's, it's that really just kind of, it's that gray area. I guess like it's going to the orphanage. It's still breaking the law. And not just that. Think about this. If you're robbing a bank, how do you typically rob a bank? With what? 
You just go in and say, hey, can I get some money? No, we're robbing a bank. It's not a burglar. So now you're talking about everybody in the bank who has to deal with the the trauma now of being in the situation where they didn't know if they were going to live or not. So now they're going to move on with their lives with PTSD and mental health issues based on what your friend perpetrated. So here's so you're still not so you're still not when, when you when you when you originally stated this you just said rob a bank right and then we'll the mind tells well I I have been watching some Ocean's Eleven recently <laughs> so no, I'm thinking of bur- so I'm burglarizing. thinking burglarizing so like th- you robbing it I mean I, uh, but when you're throwing the armed robbery into effect that's cha- that's not just I got into the bank I robbed him I got the money out it's yeah I'm how else the guns. would you rob them? I don't know if we're burglar maybe walk I mean, up with a a, a note I, and give it to the one person. I, I don't so know. Here's the so, thing. So you did that, right? So your friend does it and only deals with one person. So no one else in the bank really realizes what's happening. No other one employees, but that one trauma. person now is going to go through some trauma. Is that still worth it? You're not going to turn your friend. That's not out. okay. Why are you throwing the, that one person? No, because that's the thing. My original, I'm not taking it into factor consideration the people that it's affecting in the moment of that, tra- that trauma. Right. And in, in all honesty, I'm thinking if you get it and you sneak and you get the money out, Assuming this is an FDI, assuming it's an insured bank, yeah, they're going to get the money back. Yeah, you start laying those layers of trauma. It's like, ah, that's ooh, I'm not okay with that because at some point, like, so you're I, turning your friend in. You think he should answer for the crime he committed? Man, if you're pulling out she. guns, or if you're causing trauma to people in that sense, and you're going to create some lifelong lasting. So basically, you're saying it just all depends on how it affects the people. You don't care about the laws. I guess There's the rightness of it, like, it, like if you're, it, and that's why I distinct. I guess I distinguish robbing from burglarizing. Is that like if you're sneaking in, there's a you're mm-hmm. you're not. I, Still, you're sneaking in, bro. There's security, right? You got to do something to kind of minimize security catching you. So you're gonna do something to the security. So you're just guard. gonna be the best secu- best burglar, not get caught. Like I'm it thinking, like work cat- that way, and you know that, bro. Like, I what know. friend do you know is getting away and that's, with that? And that's why when you start bringing up like, well, what are they going to have on them? Like, ah, oh, there's going to be fire. So oh. in this in this regard, you're starting to rethink it. You're like, ah, I don't know now. I don't know if for real. Works. I'm going to take you like to the, the first idea. question. Okay? Yes, I'm going to take you to the first question. Oh, you're going to de- you're going to tell your friend. Down. You're going to tell your friend because your friend, you know, their feelings to you is what matters. But also, let's be honest, it's also self preservation. The idea is is you know, and you feel guilty. You don't want to feel that guilt, so you got to get it off your chest and tell your friend. You know that this is happening. You feel guilty that your friend would have to experience this because be, let's be honest. Well, yeah. How many people in this world have to deal with cheating spouses or cheating significant others? It's just something you have to deal with, right? And it sucks and you deal with it and you move on, you learn. Sometimes you move on, sometimes you don't. Sometimes things happen. But instead of you letting life play its course out and do its thing, you said, I'm going to insert myself now and tell my friend this. Now, what if telling this person, right? Let's say you get to look into the future. It devastated their lives so much that now they became an alcoholic. Now they'd end up drunk driving and killing someone in an accident. I mean, I have, I have the ability to see the future and know what that that's if, happening. What if it was so devastating that they didn't wait another day? They ended, uh, and ended their life because they couldn't believe that this person would cheat on them. And they found out on their wedding day, the day that is supposed to be the most thing, because you told them. Are you still going to tell them? I have the, the the gift of foresight, and I see this. 
I know that that. No, 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 man, no, no. I mean, you don't have a gift of foresight. I'm just telling you, does that change your mind if you start to really think about the consequences of a decision, the butterfly effect, if you will, right? Like that, that splitting of well, all the universes that when you choose something, it is ineffective. It's effectively going to create this kind of cycle of events that you had no control over. And there's no way you would know it would happen. But it does come down to what decision you make and how you decide to make that decision. Very true. Um, so no foresight at all. But when you start to really weigh what can come up with this, then that instinctual answer starts to say, hey, hang on. Why do I think this way? Why do I think it's okay to quick just run and tell them? Well, I, what if I they knew? Pro- what if they knew too, right? What if they already knew and it's none of your business? What if it's something that they have going for their fit for themselves and it's private? And unfortunately, they're a little upset. You saw it. They didn't want that. It's a private thing for the three of them. I guess it wouldn't be cheating then. But you're bringing it up at a at a wedding where maybe their family don't know that this is an arrangement. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up in the moment in, in front no, of, no, no, that's, that's the thing. You tell them at the way you have to tell it's whether or not, you Oh, tell I have them to the tell wedding. them in front of yeah. everyone. Like I have like everyone, I have an announcement. Well, at the wedding, I saw bro. this. Well, at the wedding can Just mean, saying, Hey, the dude's I'm gonna taking, be like, I'm taking him off the no, sidebar. And you're going to jump up and be like, Hey, this is what okay. I saw. <laughs> so when anyway, I do though, that, knowing that, knowing that it Ooh. can devastate your friend and, and possibly have some implications on their life and their health. Do you still go ahead and tell them? Or does that make you think twice about whether or not you should be involved to that extent? You can no, always act like you never yeah. knew and take that to your grave. Yeah, but then I, if I'm thinking about what ifs, it can always go off on the wrong side. So honestly, if I'm going to make an action and act as a friend, because they're my best friend, I'm going to bring, if I find this out, I'm telling my best friend. Interesting. Yeah. I am. I wouldn't tell it in front of everyone like that. I, so I, I would have free will to. So you're an EMT. Your oh, wife's okay. dying and you know she's dying and her lover isn't, right? And your thinking is, let me save his life, right? But he recovers. He moves on. He begins molesting children. He starts doing some fucked up shit. And actually, I mean, it's not even that he started. He's been doing this. You just didn't realize. Nobody knew it. No right? one knew. It just comes to light later that you, you literally saved this guy's life and let him continue to victimize people. How are you feeling? Like, how do you, does that, you know what I'm saying? Like, would you does that think affect of me? That? Would you what think of I it? Do? Would you? Oh, yeah. I, I would, I would probably, I would turn into the biggest activist to end his uh <laughs> not not him not him, to end not his, him. Uh, i was gonna uh, say life but not gonna say life to end his pursuit of evilness i become, <laughs> what, I become, become the bad <laughs> jesus christ See, so, that's but how you think about that right like when you oh, think man. about these things there are these situations where you think oh i know the right answer this is what i'm gonna do but then you're like oh well what if this happens then and you never really know what your decision, but you can't go through your whole life going, no. well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And the, the, if you do that, you end up being, becoming, uh, if you watch the show Good Place, you become that character Cheaty, this dude that just cannot make a decision because he knows that no matter what decision he makes, there's going to be consequences to that. There's going to be something that that is affected by that in the positive or the negative, right? Because he made the decision, it may affect it this way, but because he made this decision, this doesn't happen. It's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The uh, for someone that has that that hates decision making with consequences, this is a realistic uh, thought that you do that I do have of that. You know, 
Actions so, are important. I got this off of a BuzzFeed article. It was written by Tracy Clayton um, in 2014. The title's Nine Moral Dilemmas That Will Break Your Brain. It's a poll. You're supposed to answer it and see where you rank amongst the masses, right? So you said you would tell your friend, sure, the day will be ruined, but better a day ruined than an entire life. Exactly. Again, you don't know that that's the case, as I said. True. Right? 87% of the people said that they would do the same. So you're yeah. with the majority. You would t- Whether or not you would turn in your friend to the authorities because right is right, wrong is wrong, or you say nothing since the money went to a good cause. You said you say nothing. The majority of the world said the same thing, 77% out of, out of the, the majority of the world. Um, and I only gave you three out of the nine. And so the other one you had was the spouse and the lover. Work on the spouse, even though cheated and probably won't pull through. Your loyalty lies with them. But you said that uh, you're going to work on the lover. They can definitely be saved. And even though you may hate them, saving them is your job. That's what you said. 60% said they would do that. 60-40. This is the tightest. This is the tightest where overall people are like, uh, it's hard. But I think if I'm putting myself in that scenario, when you take that that oath of con, the what is it, the oath of conduct? to like be a nurse or to be a, to be in that medical field, like, you, like the Hippocratic oath, Hippocratic oath. It's one of those like, <clears throat> damn it. I, All right. I hate that I have to do this, but I'm going to, because this is my job. I chose this profession to save people. I'm going to ask you, you want to hear the other ones? Cause I only did yeah. three for you. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's throw this. This is All a right, great list. You have a job as network administrator for a company that also employs Gosh. your best friend's husband. Okay. So you're at, you're you're at your insurance company place you work at, you're the network, you're in it now. Right. And your best. So, so basically who's your female best friend, female best friend. Um, come on. You don't have one. Not off. I mean, who's your closest female friend, closest female friend, probably Maddie right now. Honestly. Okay. First, uh, the first answer to this is you're in trouble because Amber's going to be like, what the fuck did you say? I'm not your best friend. And then second, here we go. So one day, Maddie's husband sends you a message because he works there asking you to release an email from quarantine. This requires you to open the email, at which point you discover that it's a correspondence between this guy and a secret lover. After releasing the email, you find yourself in a pickle. Your instinct is to tell your best friend about the husband's infidelity, but divulging the contents of the company email is against company policy and you could lose your job. Once it becomes plain that your best friend found out about his cheating uh, husband through a company email, all trails will inevitably lead to you as the leak. Do you tell on him or no? Do you lose your job to stay loyal to your friend or do you live up to what the expectations are of your job responsibilities? and hope your friend somehow finds out what do you do now oh man tick, that's weird because that's tick tock tick tock that's it that tock. to me like if i'm at that point in a job i am yeah what do you do now i am i am getting because ready the beginning to, was a wedding and you were ready to jump on because you said loyalty as a friend no matter what like no matter what you're gonna tell your friend and now there is a matter what there is a matter what no matter what is you have a job. The implication is that I I need to have the second job secured. I'm releasing no, it, but no I'm second having a second job. job. No second job. I'm That's ha- not how this I... works. It's not how this works. It's whether or not you say. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say anyway and lose your job. 
Yeah, because I'll have another. I, it won't be the only job. I'm not going to be homeless no, and jobless. That's not part of this. If you I know. give this up, you're not going to have a job. You're going to have to go out and look for another job now. As here's the thing, because you're an IT guy, now you have on your record that you were let go because you cannot keep security information the way IT people should. So you're not getting a job in your field unless you're not giving them your resume. Yeah, right. It's entire. That's it. No, no, that's really hard. So for you, uh, you said you're going to tell your friend, right? Loyalty to your best friend. Let's see what the world said. Sure. World agrees with you. 59% to 41%. That's career career bombshell. Like that's career suicide. Like you need to, because of your friend, you have to change your entire life. Ready for this one? That's hard. Ooh, (laughs) damn. Wow. That that wasn't ready for that. Okay. I'm ready for this one. Maybe. I think you are right. You've been on a cruise for two days when there's an accident that forces everyone on board to abandon ship. During the evacuation, one of the boats boats is damaged, leaving it with a hole that fills with water. You figure that with 10 people in the boat, you can keep the boat afloat by having nine people scoop the water out by hand for 10 minutes while the 10th person rests. And then it would just cycle. You know what I mean? After the person's 10 minute rest, he or she will go back to work while another person rests and so on. This should keep the boat from sinking long enough for a rescue team to find out as long as it happens within five hours. You're taking your first break. You already did it, right? You did 10 minutes and now it's your break. Actually, you did it longer than 10 minutes, right? Because there's nine of you. So you did it for 90 minutes, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Break. All right. You're taking your first break when you notice your best friend in a, se- a second lifeboat with only nine people in it. And he beckons you to swim over and join them so you won't have to keep bailing out water. But if you leave the people in the sinking boat, they will only be able to stay afloat for two hours instead of five, decreasing their chance of being rescued, but securing your safety. What do you do? Do you stay in your die. boat? I mean, do I'm going to stay, stay in, in the, the boat? boat. Help. Yeah. I'm getting them to come back over to the boat. I know it's not part of the question, but I'm staying in the boat. Okay, I'm staying in the you, boat. That's it. You're staying in the yeah, boat. I'm staying in the you're boat. You're not jumping ship and jo- joining your friends, hoping that the other boat is rescued in two hours. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, we, we have a plan. We say, hey, we're going to do this is going to five hours. It's going to suck, but we're going to live. Just remember, remember, you have to scoop with your hands water for an hour and a half. You get mm-hmm. 10 minute break. Then you got to do it again for an hour and a half before your next 10 minute break. And you have to do that for the next five hours. Or you go into a boat that has no holes and you guys are good to go. But they may not live. There's a chance they will. That's what they're saying. There's a chance. See, it's not going to, they're not going to die immediately. So if they scoop the way they're scooping, they can stay afloat for about five hours to give them a chance at being uh, rescued. But if you leave, they can keep doing it, but it only gives, it gives them two hours for somebody to find them. No, I'm going to help them for five hours. It's going to suck. It really is going to suck. I'm not, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Ready for this? Yeah. You are involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning, which you don't get to know what the world thought of me. In which you, I did tell you, I told you it was sixty-eight percent. Sixty-eight said they'd stay. Thirty-two oh, decided. Okay, they would I'm jump. sorry. Or maybe I didn't say it. Um, okay, there you go. Okay, here's your next one. You're involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning, in which you accidentally hit and kill a pedestrian. As you get out of the car, you are inter- intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed the pedestrian. You're not sure why she thinks she hit the person, but she's convinced. There's only you, the woman, and the person you hit on the road. There are no witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible 
will probably go to jail. Do you confess your responsibility? You wouldn't be able to live with the guilt of an innocent person being in jail for a crime you committed or let the woman take the blame. The thought of you being locked away for the rest of your life and not seeing your family is too much to bear. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I think I would honestly say that I would. I don't know if you I would go I to prison for the rest of your life. When this woman consistently kept saying, no, I did it. I killed him. I can't believe I killed him. You're going to say, nope, it was me. Are you going to confess or are you going to let her take the blame? Yeah, I think I would confess, I think, for that. Are you only saying that because you're being recorded? No. Because if you were really in the situation and no one was around, you'd be like, I'm leaving the building before anybody knew I set off that alarm. (laughs) Fucking office space it. Because no one's looking. What do you think? I, I, you're going to confess. You're going to go yeah, to prison. Me being who I am, I, I, you know, I can't lie. Seventy-five percent of the people said that. Yeah. All right. We only have a few more here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oof. Here we go. This is an interesting one. We're learning a lot about you, Anthony. Your family oh, no. is vacationing alone on a private stretch of beach with no lifeguard. Your daughter and your niece, niece, both seven, are best friends and eager to get into the water. You caution them to wait until the water calms some, but they defy you and sneak away. You soon hear screams of distress and find them both caught in a strong current. You are the only swimmer strong enough to save them, but you can only save one at a time. Your niece is a very poor swimmer and likely won't make it. Your daughter is a strong swimmer, but only has a 50% chance of holding on long enough for you to come back. Who do you try to save first? My daughter. <gasps> Even though she's a stronger swimmer than your niece. You're going to let your chance, niece die. A 50% chance is still is not a good strong. Your niece has a 0% chance. That's the thing. Listen to what I said. Your niece is a very poor swimmer and likely won't make it. Like, oh. Your daughter is a strong swimmer, and but only has 50% chance of, of, of holding on long enough for you to come back. Instinct would take over. I'm going after my daughter. That's that's how my decision is going. You know that you. So your decision is that you know that your niece will die, but you can't bear to lose your own child. As eh, eh, that's what you're choosing. Yeah. Because your other option is to save your niece and hope that your daughter can hold on long enough for you to come back. Seven years old. You said, nah, man. Niece. I yeah. No, this is or your this daughter. Is, Here's yeah. the thing. You are shittier than most people. Most pe- 61% people said they'd go for their niece first, hoping that their daughter will hold on because their daughter has the strength to hold on. You said, fuck that niece. I don't give a shit. No, yeah. Henry, in, I'm in, coming, in, Anthony Jr. That's what you named your daughter. I'm coming, Anthony Jr. If I'm running out at the beach, it's like, oh shit, I hear screaming. That's how and I'm then your niece, I'm grabbing the first. Your niece, and you're like, Fuck you, Amber Jr. <laughs> Amber Jr., what? I don't know. That's what they named Denise. <laughs> um, do you know what Denise's name is? Denise. Here you go. You ready? That's good. <laughs> That's stupid, but good. So I know this one's going to get you. You want to know why I know this? Because this is a father-son thing. Oh, God damn. This is a okay. father-son thing, and this is not just a regular father-son thing. This is you as the father, and you now have a son. You ready? 
You and your son it. are prisoners at a concentration camp. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Your son tried to escape, but was recaptured and sentenced to hang at the gallows. What? There goes your son, bro. What, what is the last thing oh. you want to say to him first? They're gonna, they're, there's a guard at your door saying, we'll pass a message on because he's about to go to death. What do you want us to tell him? I love you. That's all? I'll see. You're not going to say anything about like, like him growing up and none of that. He's going to die. Like, yeah, but I, like, I love you. Like, I'll, I'll see you. Like, till next to cry. Time. dude, this isn't real. And you're about to start crying. You're about to I mean, like, I, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I would say. Like, that's that's some hard stuff. Here's the thing. Um, Ready for this? To send a message to all the others who may try to escape. The guard orders that you have to pull the chair out from under your son. If you refuse, the guard will kill your son and another innocent person in the camp. What do you do? So basically, your son's going to die regardless. If you're the one that pulls the chair, he's the only one that dies. If you don't do it, he dies and another innocent person dies. What do you do? Do you pull the chair and and make sure your son dies at your hand? (laughs) Anthony's crying now. (laughs) What are you going to do guys? Just allergies. Um, <laughs> I probably am going to do it. So someone else that's in. So you're, die. you're going to tearfully pull the chair out from I'm under your son. I'm going to, I'm going to end up shouting and saying something. You're going to look probably up gonna at make him? it so that he you're going to look you're up gonna at make him? it horrible on my end, but yeah, no, you're going to look up at him and he's looking down at you. They didn't like, cover his head or anything. He's got the noose around his neck and he's looking down at you and he's crying Papa. and you're crying. And he's like, Papa, no, no, Papa. <gasps> Like, Papa, it's, please. It'll be fine. It's please, be fine. Papa, I don't want to die. Mr. Stark, I don't want to die. I don't feel so good. You're all right. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Sir, please. Please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You're just gonna pull a snap on me, my dude. You're with everybody else. Sixty-two percent of the people said they would do it. Here's the last one. You ready? No, actually, there's two more. Here you go. Oh, last, what do we got? Here's second to last. You are a doctor at, at a top hospital. You have six gravely ill patients, five of whom are in urgent need of organ transplants. You can't help them though because there are no available organs that can be used to save their lives. The sixth patient, however, is gonna die without a particular medicine. Now, if this patient dies, you'll be able to save all the other five using this person's organs. Do you let this person die and not give them the medicine so that you can use the organs and save five more people? Or do you let those five people who can't get organs die and give medicine to the person who's dying that needs the medicine? What do you do? Someone is getting the medicine. They have the medicine. I'm not going to kill them and take away that. I'm not going to kill them to save others. So you're not going to kill one to save the many. So you would not be somebody that goes to war. You're not somebody that would go to another country to kill one person to save the masses at home. 
Well, I mean, if that's the line of thinking that hospitals wouldn't be as safe as they were, because it's not, you're not actual in the hospital. You're not actively killed. Well, you're inactively killing. I would, I would be killing this person. I'd be, I would be actively killing this individual to You didn't give them the disease that's killing them. You didn't. Yeah, but this medicine's not, but this medicine is helping them not die. They're not going to die from it because they're right. But you still have to order them. You don't have the medicine on hand. You would have to order, but you'd get it and it would save them. But if you just said, you know what? I'm not going to order it. I'm going to let it slip my mind. I can save five more people. No, that uh, no, that's not how it works. So you're I, going to, you're going to save patient number six. I'm, I have, yeah, he's alive. He, he is on 64%, track 64% said the same thing. 36%. Yeah, that's said they would let that. That's, a messed, up, that's a messed up question. I throw at me there, but. All right, here we go. Last one. You are a podcaster. Your co-host feels that the content has been growing stale and he's looking to end the show. Do you go along with it for the betterment of society or do you push on and continue to torture folks? We're torturing folks regardless. See you guys next week. Peace.